Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power True Underdog Podcast here, your host, Jason Waller. I've got a special surprise for you underdogs out there today. I've got Mark Bowden. He's the communication coach to Fortune 50 CEOs, G7 leaders, a keynote speaker. He's an author. He's known for truth playing, communication training, a world-renowned body language thought leader and expert. He's got best-selling books. He is a speaker. He motivates. He shakes. He gets people doing. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, really happy to be here with you, Jason. Uh, great to be among your energy and among your people. Yep, that's the one thing that I try to bring is my energy, no matter what. You know, it could be cold out, it could be, it could be gray out, it could be snowing out, but I try to bring that energy because that's something I can control. You agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I always say the work that I do is really to remind people that they're alive. And I think that's kind of the energy that you bring. You know, the moment you come on, there's a sense of, oh, okay, well, there's something happening right now. You know, there's a different rhythm. There's a different pace. It's that little bit of a jolt that makes you go, oh, yes, I'm a, I'm a living human being right now. Pay attention. So it's great to be with you. Oh, man, dude. Thank you so much. Well, listen, welcome to the show. I can already feel it's going to be a special episode. Let's dive into this. Growing up, you were obsessed with animal behavior, especially marine biology. Then it led to human behavior. For the listeners out there, let's go back to the start. How did your childhood shape up into body language genius that you are today? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the UK, in England, and on, on TV, there was a huge amount of natural history shows. And so as a kid, you know, I would watch TV and watch these natural history presenters, you know, get their hands dirty and be in amongst animals. And I especially loved uh, the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau, uh, who was a great uh, French uh, marine biologist. And I used to love it when he'd go under the sea. And I loved the kind of movement and colour and how people seemed to kind of float in, in, in the kind of air of the sea. Uh, so I found that extraordinary. But I was especially obsessed with the movement of sea creatures. And as a kid, I'd go rock pooling and kind of find sea anemones and starfish and crabs and little snails and, you know, obsessed with their movement. Well, as I got a little bit older, uh, I found out, well, I didn't know at the time, but I was dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. And so reading and writing and math you know, I can do it all, just the letters and the numbers don't end up in the right order for most other people. And so I found that visual imagery, the visual world, I could do really, really well. So I got quite obsessed with that visual world, and especially the visual, visual world of human beings, uh, especially when they're moving. Like, why do they move like that? Why did that person do that behavior? Why did they react to that situation like that? And so I became fascinated by human behavior and body language language and nonverbal communication and influence and persuasion. Got really niched in that and ended up working in business and politics around how you can shape and influence the world around you by the body language that you show up with. I also do some work on how to kind of look at other people and read that body language. But really what I think is most exciting is how you can influence and persuade the world around you by the behavior that you demonstrate. So I hope that makes sense to you, Jason. 
It does. I feel like you can read my body language right now. So I'm like, all right, I got to shape up here, make sure I'm good, see what, I, what kind of vibe I'm putting off, right? Because you're the specialist here. It's like, you know, I, I feel like you can zone me in like one of those computer scanners and go, this is what he's trying to do. Is that, is that what it kind of feels like your ability is? Well, you know, look, you know, at the moment, as I as I look at you, what I'm reading more is the environment that you're in. You know, people's behavior is one thing, but the environment that they're in gives, especially when you're kind of in their own home. And my guess is, is I'm in your home right now, just like you're in, you're in mine right now. And so I'm seeing indicators behind you and around you of what I would suggest your values are. So what you think is most important. And so up above you, uh, and by the way, you know, uh, because I was into visual art, I know nothing about sport. Okay. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and well, beyond that, my dad was a referee, football referee, you know, English football, you know, so- soccer. Okay. I call that and soccer, so, but that's fine. You call that soccer. Yeah. And so for me, going to a sports event was having your dad shouted at by, you know, thousands of people. And so I wasn't that into sport. Okay. So I'm not saying that I understand. So I'm yeah. not saying that I understand. It. But here's what I'm seeing behind you, that number one symbol and power home, you know, behind you. Oh, another one there, number one and, yeah. and power home. A couple home. of them, yeah. A couple of them, okay. So, so here's what instantly happens in my mind. I go, okay, the number, number one is important. This idea of one and power and maybe home is important. And so, you know, I, I, can, I can start to talk to you and bring that into play and think, let me put those ideas. So I might say to you, hey, Jason, I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, being excellent at what you do, being as good as you possibly can be, but also ranked among other people as the best. For me, that's really an important thing. And I'm seeing your, your head nod at the moment as, a, as I say that. And so by, I guess, interrogating your background, your environment, and then playing back to you some of those values and seeing whether you nod in agreement or you start to switch off or shake your head, it's a good indicator of what your values are. So I would suggest for you, Jason, my guess is, is being best at something is really super important to you. Got that right. I'm as competitive as it gets. And Power Home is the solar company and those are the stadiums we put it on and we feel like we're number one. So you hit that right on the nose. So I think that's a lesson. You know, we have inside sales guys. You know, we've got 1,800 employees and 400 inside sales guys. And some of the, the tips, some of the education and the knowledge that you were just sharing, that's something that somebody goes into a home that they could do. When someone invites you to your home to do a presentation on a product, you're telling them, look at the environment, find out what makes them tick. Find out, look at their body language. What Are they engaged? Are they not engaged? Am I boring them? Those are some of the tips, right? That some people that are doing sales are trying to convince or enroll somebody into something, they've got to pay attention to those things. Yeah, so listen, the first thing you want to be doing as you go into somebody's environment, whether it's home or office, or we're meeting in this environment here virtually, the first thing you want to do is get alignment with them. Before you even start to read their body language, start to get a sense of, will they join in with my body language? Will they, and can I join in with their body language? And can I get alignment with their environment? So I'm going to go back 
to the environment here. And, and let me just give you a question that you can ask people, whatever situation you're in, okay? And you have to kind of feign or be very innocent and very kind of not knowing, okay? So, Jason, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because I'm looking in the background there and I see there's kind of like a, a glass, but it looks like a prize or a, you know, so, yeah, just back there. I'm just curious. Tell me a little bit about that. What is that? Well, that is uh, Entrepreneur of the Year Award from wow. um, Ernst & Young. So it's he's wow. kind of a big deal. It is. And then you're getting me to talk about myself, right. which is making <laughs> right. me excited and right. elevating my energy. Absolutely. Yeah, so it. now I've elevated you because I've got you, because my guess is, is you wouldn't have it there if you were disappointed by it. Okay. You have it there because you say, this says something about the world that I value, the world that I think is is more is so important. So here's what I'm going to do, Jason, because you just gave me some data information, uh, Entrepreneur of the Year, Ernst & Young. That's just data. That's like who, what, when, okay? And then you gave me what we call evaluative data. You said uh, You said something like that. So that's really important. I think you said that's really... I think you said important. Anyway, here's the. I'm going to get a, an emotional data out of you, and so here's what I'm going to going to do. I'm going to say, hey, so Jason, that's that's really great that you got that. So I'm just curious, like when you received the information that you were going to get that award, like how did that make you feel when you realized you know you were number one for them? How how did you feel about that? Give me some some feedback on that. I was humbled. I was excited. I was a little emotional. It was intimidated, but but excited. You know, I was proud of myself. Hard work finally achieved something great that other people noticed. It felt good. Right. Okay. So I want viewers, listeners to listen to what's, what was said there, a value statement. Hard work achieved something. My guess is, is that's a value that you have. That's a belief that you have. If you do the hard work, yes, it's hard, but you can achieve something out of that. Okay, so now I'm going to escalate this even further because I'm going to ask a self-reflective question. Now, most people don't ever get to self-reflect to somebody else, okay? So, Jason, here's what I'm interested in. You said you were humbled and and but you're somebody who like who wants to be number 1, and yet you were humbled by this. Like what do you think that says about you? Somebody who is striving to achieve, but when they do achieve, they're still like Wow, like that is that is humbling. What what does that say about you? Uh, that I'm not arrogant. I think that I, I love success, but I, I'm not bigger than the moment. I appreciate the moment. I don't stay and celebrate too much because I want to keep going. But I I get a little embarrassed. I get a little shy of making it about me because it's not just me that achieved it. You know, the team, the company, the people that support me, that gets me there. So I, I always, it makes me, I think, selfless, more selfless being humbled. Interesting. Okay. So I want people to listen and see what happened to Jason there. His voice changed. Okay. That's nonverbal. His voice changed. Yeah. It wasn't the, 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 that kind of really big uh, Jason that we had right at the start entertaining you. He became self-reflective. Okay. And here's the, the most important, the two big important things, the value of team, because he kept repeating that idea of, of team. So instantly I go, okay, team's really important to him, super important. And he said what he isn't. I'm not arrogant, okay? So here's what I'm, I know I'm able to do. I'm able to attach good ideas to Jason around team, 
you know, and we, we're going to do this for the team and it's, and it's all about the team. And bad ideas, we're going to attach to arrogance. And we're going to say, yeah, wouldn't it be a little bit arrogant to do that? Or, or don't you think that marketing from that other company, isn't it a, it's a bit arrogant? <laughs> you know, and so and so as Jason hears that word arrogant, you're seeing him doing disdain. Okay, so it's even showing up for him. Anyway, I, I hope that was interesting for you, uh, Jason, to just go through that process. That was interesting, and you're right. My voice, yeah, my voice went down, and I was a little bit humble talking about it. And I think the listeners need to know that when you're in a sales call or you're trying to get a girlfriend or you're trying to, you know, get something you want. You're in an environment like that. They need to listen to some of those tips because that is spot on. And it's about making a friend, but it's understanding what's important to them and bringing that guard down, right? Because there's usually a guard in there when people show up. You got to bring that guard down. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Jason, there is the, the you that's showing up with me that knows there's an audience out there and the audience need to be served. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is part of your personality, part of what you call your persona. And it's a part of it. It's not all of it. Like you're a different person. My, my guess is, is your mum and dad may still be around. And if you get on the phone with them or you meet them, you're different than you are with me. I mean, that's like, but so I, so I might go, hang on, which one is the authentic Jason? Well, all of them are, like both of them are, but we have different parts of us that we bring forward at different times. And so when we started this interview, Jason, like you brought forward that part of you that goes, there's an audience, they've shown up for this. I want to serve them. I want to let them know that I care and that I've got energy for them right now. But then as we went into this interview and I started talking to you about that self-reflection, that values piece, a different part of your personality came out, which is the one that thinks about itself and, and thinks about, like, what's right? What's the right way to be, the right thing to do? And what I'd say to anybody watching and listening is, look how simple it was to move Jason into that, into talking to me in a way that you probably don't talk to people very often. I mean, who laughs? asked you about, you know, what do you think that says about you? That's a question you don't get asked a lot. I don't even remember the last time I've been asked about that. And I think you're right. For those that work for me, don't get any ideas. But, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you're right. You, you're, the guard comes down and you have some self-reflection there. And I think it's important because I, I come in as this high energy person all the time or, you know, here we go, here's what we do. And when I'm able to do what I'm preaching to people like, hey, you've got to make a friend and you got to do this and not preach it on your level. Like you've got this down to a science, but it, you're just in a 3000 foot view of saying, like when you get into a home, it's got to make it about that customer. You got to make it about what they're wanting. You got to make things personal and what's important to them. Why am I in this house? Do you not like the utility company or you want to save the planet? You want to save money? What are my reasons? Those kind of answers allow them to dictate how this conversation is going to go. And then you did that to me being the host where I'm like, you're right. I went from a 10 to a five and I'm talking, which is fantastic because that is a true lesson for people. Yeah, look, and, and, and it's so easy to do. And if you've got the advantage of getting in people's homes, the thing is, is they have, this is the environment that they get to make the most decisions over. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got, they've got budgets to make those decisions and they've got walls in certain places that they, they're not going to knock down, you know. But essentially, they have made some decisions. And so when you're able to look at that background, and first of all, you need the body language of acceptance. The moment you walk in, whatever you see, 
Whatever you see in their behaviors and what they've set up, you just want to be thinking to yourself, yes, good, all right, great. Just have lots of positive vocabulary going on in your head as you walk into that space because their unconscious mind is watching you. It's watching to see, are you a member of my group or are you an outsider? Because if I see that you're a member of my group, which simply says, you accept my world, you might not agree with it, but you accept it. You accept what I've achieved or what I've designed here. That means that you could be a trusted advisor to me, that I would pay more attention to your viewpoint rather than somebody who may well be more intelligent. What may well have, you know, on paper, better product or service. But if I don't think they're in it for me, if I don't think that they really understand the life that I live and I'm designing, it doesn't matter how good they are. I'm not buying from them. I'm going to buy from the person. I'm going to do work with the person who I think accepts the life that I lead. So it's great to be able to walk into a place and simply, you know, I'm amazed. Jason, I am amazed. So I collect art. I'm an art collector, okay? And, you know, people collect different things. I'm I'm a collector of that. I don't mind what you collect. You either have a collector's mentality or you don't. Either you're a collector or you're not really a collector. I'm a collector, okay? And I I collect art because I'm visually... I'm amazed at people who walk into my house and don't go, oh, what's that? Oh, tell me about that. I'm always astonished by who doesn't notice stuff. And if you walk into my house and you go, hey, that's interesting, tell me about that, you just got a friend. <laughs> because I, inst- I instantly go, ah, you're on the same kind of visual idea as I am. So the moment you walk into somebody's home, pick up on anything. It doesn't matter if you're going to get it wrong, okay? It doesn't matter if they're going to say, hey, that, well, that's nothing to do with me. The, the neighbor, I'm just storing it for the neighbor, that they're going to pick it up in an hour's time. doesn't matter because then you're able to go, hey, that's great that you're, you're, you're happy to take in the stuff for the neighbor. Like, tell, so how'd you get on with the neighbor? Because now you're building community. Now you're talking about community. Anything, anything that you see is a possibility to get some access into somebody's valuation system and what's important for them. So I hope that, again, that makes sense to you and everybody, Jason. Mark, those are big gems right now you're dropping. And I think people are learning. I think it's great. You know, I want to ask you about this Super Bowl ad, right? 2003 Nike streaker Super Bowl ad. Was that that one you streaking, was it? Or did you just do the ad? No, no, that's me streaking. That's me. So listen, if anybody wants to go and watch it, just Google Nike streaker and and up I'll <laughs> up I'll come. Look, at that at that time, I was very well known in the world of entertainment in terms of creating movement, of creating, of being able to choreograph movement, create movement that would get a certain effect. Not only would I help other performers do that, but as a performer myself, I was well known for that. And so uh, when Nike had already come up with the idea of this this ad with their agency, Viden and Kennedy, and uh, they'd got a guy called uh, Frank Budgen, who was the most awarded director in Europe for ads at the time to do it because it's a Super Bowl ad it doesn't get much bigger than I don't think it gets any bigger than 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 Super Bowl and so they came to me and said you know would you what we're looking for is that movement of just total freedom 
because that because it was for you know Nike free. So so the shocks and and what would freedom look like? We've got this idea for a streaker, but we want the streaker who is totally free. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> you know, people are going to be blowing, this, blowing the in way. the wind, as it as it were. And so, I, you know, I came up with the movement for that. Essentially, I mean, you know, you will see. Yes, you'll see a streaker. But what I want you to watch out for is all the movements that I'm creating that help you understand that this particular. You've seen other streakers. This one is totally free. He has no boundaries at all because that's the progression. You know, we could get anybody to run across a, a pitch naked. Uh, well, not anyone, not everybody would do it. But there's a, there's a certain understanding you need to have to go, what would the audience need to see in 60 seconds to, to kind of go, if I were a streaker, that's the streaker I would want to be. And why? Because that's what freedom looks like. And there's this lovely moment at the end where I even escape the police. Uh, one of the, the, the police, who was actually, you know, a stuntman, goes for my legs. And we, we did take after take after take because we wanted to get that thing where he <laughs> just misses, you know. And most takes, he didn't miss. <laughs> so I would get taken down and taken down and taken down. And so, uh, yeah, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> well, dude, that's a great story. So what advice would you give? You know, we just came through a pandemic and you've done a lot of cool things. I mean, you've helped a lot of, you know, big companies, big CEOs out. Um, you've been part of obviously the Nike commercial and you dropped some major gems today. But what what advice would you give people now that it, we're in a newer year, it's 2021, you know, to be optimistic, what advice would you give people out there going into the rest of this year with the world we live in today? Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you a little story. So I live in Canada, Ontario, Canada. As you can hear from my voice, I'm English or originally, so I moved here. And when I moved to Canada, I noticed that there were some people who I'd meet, top-performing people, and they would have a little pin on them, and it had a little flower in there. And, and after a while, I was like, what's the little flower? It turns out it's the, it's the Order of Canada, which is like a high award. It kind of means... It's, it's like a kind of a U.S. Medal of Honor or something along those kind of lines. It means as, a, as an individual in your area, you have achieved something extraordinary, maybe not only for yourself, but the community as a whole. And, and just like you, Jason, just because I like to be the best at what I, what I do, uh, one guy that I met uh, who had one of these, I was having lunch with him and I said, you know what, how do I get one of those? How do I get? How do I get myself one of those? And he he leant forward, and he said, "Mark, just keep going. Just keep on going." <laughs> now, now I think I don't know about you, Jason. You give me your feedback on this, but I don't think I've ever had better advice, or pro probably give anybody better advice around how to get through something, how to achieve at the end at the end of it. It's just keep on going. I, I don't know whether you can keep on going better or, or, or keep on going avoiding something. I'm just like, just whatever it is, like just keep hammering 
at it. I know that's not the same advice that others would give. Some people might be a bit more strategic, no, and that but that's that's my best. Give me, listen, you, you know, knowing that you are somebody who puts a lot of value on a, on achievement. How, what do you think of that advice? I love that advice because too many times people quit on themselves and they let outside exterior things dictate their life and their map. And it's our choice what our map is. And we might not get the results we want every time, but you're right. If you keep going, you're not withering away. You're not falling apart. You're not having that regret forever. You're pressing through. And I love that advice. I think it's fantastic. I think it's exactly what people need to hear. So Mark, how can people reach you, find you? Tell us about your latest book. Yeah, okay. So uh, the latest book is uh, Truth and Lies, What People Are Really Thinking in the back there. Uh, and and this is a, is a great book on really how to think better about people. So you can Google Truth and Lies. You can Google Mark Bowden and, and Up I'll Come. Or my company is Truthplane, T-R-U-T-H-P-L-A-N-E, truthplane.com. You'll find me there. But the best way is just... Put in Mark Bowden and up I'll come. Don't forget that Nike streaker. I, I want a book. I want a signed book. I will absolutely book. send you a signed book. You know, anybody book. I bring on that writes a book, I'm going to have to send you my info. I want a signed book. Absolutely. Yeah, send me, send me, send me your postal and I'll, uh, I'll get one over to you for sure. Yeah. That's going to be great. Well, Mark, thank you. This was truly a blessing. I appreciate having you on. Super excited. Thank you for your time. Underdogs out there, Mark Bowden, he's the man. This guy's telling you body language. He gave you tips. Bam. And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam